This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Everard's Tiger, ADT Taxes, Peter's Pizziera, and loserpool.com Right. Today's show, I have the gaffer, Phil Holloway, on. Uh, I'm just going to discuss a few bits and bobs that's come up in the news uh, regarding Leicester and Kasper Schmeichel. And also talk about that DVD, the Champions DVD that I've just rewatched for the first time since we won the Premier League. Hi, Phil. How are you? Hope you're well. Very good, Lee. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I've just seen a piece of news from the Leicestershire Live. Uh, they they um, have basically said that his dad, Peter Schmeichel, would love to see Kasper Schmeichel join Manchester United. Do you think that is something that's going to happen in the future, Phil? Um, well, De Gea, again, is having a great season. Made, made a tremendous save, didn't he, against Gazelle when we played them a couple of weeks ago. But so De Gea is definitely a world-class keeper and every summer, every transfer window... Uh, Real Madrid or but somebody's coming in for De Gea, aren't they? So if he was to go, there would be a massive hole to fill at Man United. Uh, do I think Casper's good enough to be a Man United keeper? Mm. Maybe, maybe. And obviously the heritage with his dad there. So he's got the connection, Kasper's, isn't he? There's definitely a connection there. And with how things are with Solskjaer there, if he was to carry on, maybe that's that would be that's where some of this is coming from. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Uh, it was it was basically quoted from Casper uh, Schmeichel's dad, Peter, during a interview at the weekend. Uh, he suggested that Leicester are a better team than they are performing at the moment, with the right manager to get the best yes. out of the players. <laughs> what do you think to that, well, Lee? Honestly, I mean, uh, it's, <laughs> it's pretty blunt, isn't it? <laughs> But well, yeah, you can't really put it in any other way, can you? He's, he's basically said Puel out. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I think yes, and not not quite saying Puel out, but he's sort of definitely saying, look, that there is a good bunch of players there, and uh, you know, not perhaps got the manager who's going to guide them anywhere. 
Yeah, I, I, oh, it's it's a tough one. It really is at the minute with with the fans. It's just we're so split. There's there's a lot of us that are on the fence, like myself. Who's sorry, guys, I've jumped off. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that are on the fence. Phil, yourself, you're sort of still on the fence, right? I, I, I'd, I'd say I'm just still in keeping. I'm certainly in keeping fuel in this season. I think that's all I can say at the moment. Lee is until the end of the season. Let's stick with Puel and see seeing how the season ends up. That's my stance at the moment, like. Yeah, definitely. Um, the the big argument is um, against people that want him out is who's going to come in. Um, I, I know we've discussed this before, but we are getting nearer and nearer and nearer to the end of the season, and you know, I'm it's getting to a point where if he does go, seriously, who's going to come in? Because like, do you want Rafa Benitez? No. I'll tell you who I want. I want Eddie Howe. But would he leave Bournemouth, Phil? Um, Are we a bigger club Not, not to come to Leicester. Not no. to come to Leicester. I'm not sure I'd want Eddie Howe anyway. I think he's decent and a young English manager. Um, lots, of, yeah. like, lots of the right credentials. But I, I would think he'd stick at Bournemouth are higher than at Leicester in the league table. He'll, they I know are. We, we, we class ourselves as a bigger club, Lee. But I think he'll Eddie Howe will be thinking... I think I could go, if I'm going to move from Bournemouth, I'll go bigger than Leicester. Somewhere like Everton, maybe. And I was just going to say, Everton, somebody like that, he would think, yeah, and Everton, maybe sneaking. I don't know, he's never probably going to get the job at Arsenal or Man U, is he? No, I think, the, the unfortunately, the top six seem to be the, uh, the, the jobs for foreign managers, for some reason. It seems to be, because you'd look at Potticino, who went from Southampton... Um, did quite did did really quite well at Southampton without winning anything. Did well there. You could argue Eddie Howe has done even better with Bournemouth than Potticino did with Southampton. Which is so why I mentioned Eddie Howe because if he had, he could more... go to Spurs. Mm. Eddie Howe could go to Spurs. Lee, I'd like to see him at Leicester with more money and a bit more of an ambitious club. But but there you go. That's we can all dream, right? <laughs> yeah, I, this is part of the trouble, Lee, isn't it? If if um, club well <laughs> go. Certainly, I think if he was to go now, you're very limited on what managers are around. Um, and Lee, I, I'm going to ask you, I, I thought we played excellent against Spurs and we've got a very young team developing. Isn't we, there good we, signs we there? Yeah, we, yeah, you know we, what? We played well. Uh, I think we were unlucky in a way, but at the end of the day, it's down to putting the ball in the net. And that's what we didn't do. You know, we had, I think it was something stupid, wasn't it? For like 20 shots on and 12 on target, some, something along those lines. You've got to put goals away, mate. You really have. Uh, that amount of go- that amount of shots, you've got to you've got to put them away. I mean, how many how many chances did we need? Really? Come on. Well, of course, uh, yeah. I mean, Harvey Barnes had a couple of great chances. I thought played well, but obviously Jamie Vardy on the bench. But then coming on, if he'd have popped that penalty away late, could have been very different. If Harvey Barnes had popped that uh, chance he had in the second half, where he was one on one with the keeper. If puts and maybe it's just not clinical, like you say. Yeah, um, I think there's another situation there with Jamie Vardy that the fans have either jumped on or jumped off, and that's down to the fact that if he scored on the, his first touch, it would have been like, ah, oh, see, you know, chat shit, get banged. But he missed, and it's like it's Pule's fault for some reason. Why, why <laughs> would you scores. make him take? Why would you make him take it on his first touch? You know, it's it's all well, Pule's fault, regardless, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if he, if Vardy scores, it's great. Vardy should have been on the pitch all game. There you go. If, yeah. if Vardy misses, it's Pule's fault. Pule can't win. <laughs> if he scores, it's Pule's fault for not having him on all, all game. Yeah. If he misses, uh, it's Pule's fault for putting him on. I mean, 
Matt Madison was set up to take the penalty. He got the ball. He won the penalty. He probably wanted to take it, even though he's missed two this season already. But he sees Vardy coming on, and fair enough, he he, he doffs his cap and says, "All right, Jamie Vardy, you're Premier League <laughs> top scorer. You know, over the past few years, pop it in the net." Yeah, I mean, speaking Vardy of Mad- took it. Spe- speaking of Madison, by the way, who just brought Madison up. Uh, he's uh, he's quoted saying, um, uh, basically playing alongside Yuri uh, from Belgium, the international twenty-one-year-old Yuri Tillman that's just signed. Uh, it said that he's he's brilliant. Uh, we want as much quality in the club as possible, and that is only a positive thing for me and all of the other players. And Yuri is that man to bring quality into the squad. So, what did you think to his debut against Spurs? Um, I thought, well, obviously, I'd have played better myself Lee, if I was in there. So they should have brought me on at Wembley. But <laughs> I thought he, uh, no, he was really, he, he looked like the bit of the missing jigsaw we've not had. Because I thought in the summer, Madison was going to play a bit more of this role, a bit more of the cutting ball. But Madison seems to have been played a bit further forward. So we've, yeah. we've needed somebody to connect the defence and the defensive midfield through to the strikers. We've been saying it all season, haven't we, Lee, that there's no threading ball forward until Tillyman seemed like he was he was doing those nice 30 40 yard balls on the ground cutting the defense open yeah he's exciting mate i give him that um uh, madison for me has seemed to have lost his form a little bit for leicester and and he's been subbed off quite a lot as well um what's your thoughts on that do you think he's maybe carrying something like an injury that no one's sort of told us about or is there, is there anything else? Do you, do you think he's just struggling to adapt? I No, I don't think he's struggling to adapt. I think he's adapted very well, is my opinion. I, I've heard a few rumours mm. that that it's going a bit to his head. Oh, really? So it's, it's that yeah. way round? Possibly. You know, again, young lads thinking they've made it. I'm not, I'm not saying it's that. That's just the rumours I'm hearing from people who've been uptown and yeah. maybe seen a few things. But, you know... Um, he definitely hasn't been, had as much impact over the last maybe couple of months, has he, Madison? So, mm. and yet, I, I, you know, I still think I said it in the summer. I saw him in the pre-season match against Notts County and said this guy could be the next David Beckham, and I still stand by that. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Um, and to be fair, when he started playing for the first few games, I, I sort of kind of backed you really there because he he does he still looks like he's going to be a, an a outstanding player going forwards in his career. Um, England international, you reckon? Well, well he's, he's had one, hasn't he? One yeah, but do you think he'll be, uh, he'll be in the team, you know, like a staple 11? I was speaking speaking to some other, speaking to an Arsenal fan earlier today, uh, and the player he picks out of all the players at Leicester was Madison. He says... A lot of people do. Yeah, so other fans from other clubs have, uh, yeah. are seeing what Madison is doing and saying... You know, he was saying, "I wish, wish Arsenal had gone in for him and had him." Yeah, so, yeah, I, 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 I spoke to, I, yeah, I agree, mate. I, I, now you've just mentioned that I've spoke to a few people myself through the football community, uh, like the United stands flex. Uh, he's also a big fan of Madison. He wants him in the Man United squad. Um, yeah. He says him and Pogba would would do damage. <laughs> well, th- this is what I say, Lee. Again, uh, coming back to all the pure out people who are listening, is you know we've got Chilwell, we've got. Um, Hamza Chowdhury we've got Madison Matt got James is still you know just struggling with a, for fitness with an injuries yeah, he well, seems like he's going to be a host of 
young players. You know, Maguire. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, Ricardo Pereira. Ricardo Pereira, what an amazing player he is. But he has cost us two games now with the, the mistakes. I'm not saying it's his fault, but the goals have come from mistakes by him twice. It's tricky, isn't it? If you're a defender or a keeper, you make one mistake in 95 yeah. minutes and it's the whole game's your fault. Whereas a, a strike, we have 20... We have 20 chances against Spurs and countless chances against Man United. So okay, Pereira, yeah. made, Pereira made one sloppy pass yeah. that Mendy couldn't get his little short legs to. And, uh, and then suddenly that Man United score. But we, we had another 90 minutes to, to equalise and we had chances, didn't we? So, yeah, OK. Yeah, just, I, I, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So you, basically what you're saying is that if it, it's the back four and we, we let one in because of a mistake, it's their fault. But yeah, at the top end, they had 20 goes and don't score. It's not their fault. Well, yeah, you could. If I was a defender, I'd be saying, "Look, I, I have one mistake and they score, and you guys have had twenty chances up top, nine on target, and you couldn't score." So, you know, it's a two-way thing, isn't it? It's, you, you need to defend well and and score a few, and we have been lacking in the goals. We have, we have, and we've been letting too many early goals in. That's that's been a case the whole season, nearly now, isn't it? It's getting ridiculous that same stat every time oh let oh there's the first goal in on in 10 minutes at the king power we've gone from a fortress to a <laughs> yes I, it is it's not king power is not a fortress anymore at the moment Lee. I don't no. know what, what is it is it the team is it how they play is it i the don't fans? know but there's no 12th man no. either because the fans are dead no. the atmosphere is awful phil i've been going down there now it's getting colder and getting miserable and it, i'm not yeah. enjoying it either that's the thing. But then this is where the club Buell out brigade will say yes. it's, it's Buell's style of play sucked the yeah. living daylights out of the King Power Stadium. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's that's what turned me, Phil, was, was yeah. the Man United game. But the, the, the lacklustre atmosphere and performance both added to my reasons for wanting him out. I don't want him out right now. I want him gone in the summer. I don't want him to stay. I want him gone in the summer. So that's me. I'm, I'm, I am a pure outer, but not like a rabid pure out right now. You know. I mean, Lee, we've got we've got Crystal Palace and Brighton coming up. I'll, I'll be. Yeah, we'll probably lose them. I need something to peek through. I need a cushion to hide behind. Tell me about it, mate. I'm worried because if we don't pick the bloody points up soon, we've got the last three fixtures of the. the bloody hardest fixtures I think we've had for years. Man City, Arsenal, and Chelsea back to back. As the last three games. Imagine if we need six points to stay up or something. We we just need to get... I'm worried. Probably, we need to get four or five or six points as quick as possible. And if you beat Palace and you beat Brighton, there's your six points, you're safe. Without any of the... Yeah. We're, not, we're not getting in a relegation battle, Lee. We're not. We just can't. Can we? We can't. We're, we're better than the teams at the bottom. Put it that way. We are better I mean, than the, the, the bottom teams. We're better than. But I'm still worried if we don't pick up the points, we might slide down there. That's all I'm worried points. about. Yes. I, I don't want the I don't want a one point here, a one point there against teams that we should be beating. We need to get those three points against the teams we we should be beating, like Brighton. I, Palace is next up late. Palace is a tricky one. If we don't get yeah, they're not they're not a rollover and on the day they can be teams but we've got to if we've got to get three points against crystal palace at home we have to yeah are you going to be going to the game phil yeah of course yeah i mean yeah. you know it's it is it it's not quite a must win i think if i was club well i'd be like th these two games you want to get at least four points out of those two don't you if not yeah. six 
Now, we're talking about the Crystal Palace game like it's going to be tomorrow or something. But the fact is, is we haven't got any football coming up for at least another week yet. Because, well, to be honest with you, we're out of the cups. <laughs> yeah, don't remind us, Lee. Don't remind us. <laughs> hey, look, we're talking about Leicester. I've got to remind you the fact that we got put out the FA Cup by Newport County. Well, I mean, fair play, like we said before, fair play to them. And fair play to them, they went to Middlesbrough did a number at Middlesbrough and got the draw and um, and then beat them in the replay. So, well played Newport. They've got Man City, haven't they? Uh, yeah. I mean, that, again, another team that's put us out that got Man City. Wasn't that what happened last time as well? Yeah. With yeah, the, so league, I mean, the League Cup. They, they, Burton, was it Burton, was it, that got Man City? Uh, and the, the Cup is... The thing with Poil again, Lee, is if we'd been sat here, it, where, the position we're in, mid-table-ish, and we were booked into that League Cup final in Wembley in a couple of weeks, isn't it, against uh, Chelsea. We we just couldn't be having these conversations because we're going, great, we're going to Wembley. I'm looking forward to it. But we're not, are we? We blew the League Cup as well. I know, mate, I know. But at least we've been to Wembley this se- this season against Spurs. <laughs> oh, you start, you're depressing me now with the Cup talk. You see, again, this is where the Pule Outlot get their depressions from, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Right, I'm going to move on anyway. I, I picked. I just watched this DVD, Phil, um, LCFC Champions Edition DVD, the 2015-16 season, the story that defied the odds. And watching it back uh, just gave me some, oh, God, goosebumps, to be quite honest. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it, you need to watch it again, Phil. You really do, because you've not watched it either yet since we won the league, right? That's right. No, I'm, I just I want to now. I'm getting ready to watch it. Yeah, well, the time for me today, I had a day off and I just, I watched it. I sat there and watched it and it's, we look so different to what we are now. We're so explosive, fast, out the, you know, we okay, play from the back is what we, we do now, right? But we seem to, even though we weren't playing from the back, it seemed like we almost played from the back within, I don't know, 10 seconds. We're up top, scoring goals. It was mind-boggling stuff, Phil. It really is, and you need to watch it. You need to re-watch it. Yeah, I, you know, I'd probably be too depressed if I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, we have to watch that, now, but, you know. That's how it's got me right now. You know what it does to you, Phil? You watch it, and then all of a sudden, you, you find yourself on YouTube or on Google searching up all sorts of different stuff that happened during that season. You can't help but sort of get involved with it all again. I mean, it, Lee, it was, it was unbelievable. It was like a dream, wasn't it? And it so... I'm still it was really, and again, you know, just such an amazing experience. But that that maybe we'll look back on that and say that is one of the big building blocks of what is happening now in the bigger picture of Leicester. Maybe with the new train, like you did a great video, Lee, on, on the training facilities that's going to be coming and the extension to the ground. Yeah, it you know, amazing. It's, it's a bit like playing if you're playing football manager or something on, on the computer, you, you're building this club. Not over like six months. You're trying to build it over like ten years, aren't you? Into exactly. When they've got that training facility and the extension to the ground, if you look at where Leicester was ten years ago from when that is like that, you'll go, "Wow, this this is this is a space age club ready to be in the top ten of the Premier League every season 
yeah seriously guys um, if, yeah guys if, you, if you're listening to this make sure you check that out um we, I, I made a video uh, we can put it back up on leicesterfantv.com we can put it back up on facebook as well um it's uh, an amazing amazing little spectacle we've got going it's it's an ambition that that mr vishai actually you know foreseen himself so i think hopefully it goes ahead still phil I, I, I've not heard anything to the contrary, Lee. So I'm, I think everybody's assuming that that is what's still happening. Well, it got um, the go-ahead, didn't it, on a vote yeah. as well. So yeah. I'm just I'm just looking at it now in front of me. Um, it's absolutely again, when, insane. when you're trying to sign new players in, when you're competing against the big, big clubs and you're trying to sign new players in, when you take them to... Have you been down to Beaver Drive training, the Leicester City one? Lee? I, I've not been for probably maybe two years. But you've seen, you've, you know what it's like. It's, yeah, it's, of course. It's about four or five pitches stuck amongst a load of terraced houses. Yeah, it's just a little, stupid little temp, where it's semi-temporary, at. you know, concretey, yeah. warehousey stand, which is all very nice. But it certainly isn't what the hundred million pound thing, space age. Is it twenty-two pitches, Lee? Something it's, like this? It's ridiculous, mate. Um, it, I'm just looking at Cut it now. Uh, there's so much going on. They've got it's got fourteen pitches, a nine-hole golf course. Um, it's no. just insane. You know, there's it's a on-site on on hotel. Um, you'll be able to book tickets to watch the players train as well. So when you're when you're trying to sign that new player and he's and you're showing him around Beaver Drive, <laughs> or it's showing him around that, and he's looking at other clubs. You know, it's going to help bring in better players all the time and yeah. develop. Again, big thumbs up to people like Harvey Barnes and Hamza Chowdhury, and you know Ben Chilwell, all these lads who we've developed from young players. That's that's the way we want to see as a club, isn't it? Local, yeah, exactly, yeah. Local players coming through. Well, it says here that they'll be able to f- f- facilitate a uh, competitive level uh, matches as well. There as well. So yeah. I'm sh- I'm assuming like your your local sort of you know sides you know Odeby and I don't know whoever maybe to- yeah they'll have maybe local cup finals I'm sure Leicester, Leicester y- yeah that'd be Leicester. great that'd be great so that's what the club's trying to build it's it's not just it's a shame as fans we want to see what's on the, we want to beat Crystal Palace and then we want to beat Brighton but it, it, within the club they're looking at the big 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 picture aren't they. Maybe that's what we all need to do is take a step back and look at the big picture. We're in the Premier League. We've got future plans. That's that's what that's what is being done by Mr. Vishai's son now, I suppose. Yeah. I, if I was if my if I was Claude Puel and my bosses were saying, Look, Claude, this season we need you need to make sure mission one is to keep us in the Premier League. Mission two is to get us in the top half of the Premier League. And then mission three is to try and be pushing for that top six or seven spot. That that's what he, I think that's what he's been set, and he's 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 about four points off being in seventh or eighth place. He's yeah, a couple yeah. of wi- a couple of wins off. And I'm not I'm not I sound like I'm a massive pure in fan, but I'm just trying to give you the other side of the coin, which he's not far off doing probably what his bosses have asked him to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree, mate. I, I do agree. I agree on what's going on with the club since the owners came in. I think we, we struggled to pay the electric bills, according to the Birch. You know, um, we was at a point of nowhere, weren't we? League one, uh, we was going nowhere. It was looked like we was really going to be ending up like Portsmouth and, you know, some of the teams that were, that were giants uh, that crumbled. But no, that you know, they, they put their 
their resources into the club and we we got through a, a tough time in the championship trying to get out of that flipping league because it's a hard league to get out of once you're in the championship definitely uh and then we turn into the premier league and uh, and the future's bright hopefully the future is blue i you know it's been it's been an amazing journey if, like you say 2009 we we're in league one i think 2001 was it we were in ad- administration around yeah. the turn of the yeah. of, of the century and you just think, you know, tw- here we are 20 years later, we've won the Premier League, we're, we're going to have a state-of-the-art training facility, we're going to have a 40,000-seat stadium, which is sold out most weeks, with mm-hmm. perhaps 30,000 season ticket holders. Again, I, I remember David Pleat's era in the mid-80s, where there was seven or 8,000 Leicester fans going to a league match, Lee. So, mm, I wasn't here, mate, in the I'm mid-80s. At, I know, because you're a <laughs> lot younger than me, mate, but, you know... I remember it, and, and that was pretty dour. Here's some memories, actually, Phil. Why are you talking about memories? But it's just before we go, because I thought I'd close off on this, because this one's this one hit hard this week. Um, Sir Gordon, uh, well, no, it wasn't Sir, was he? It wasn't knighted. Mister Gordon Banks, the legend himself, sadly passed away. Is there any memories you do have of Banksy you can share with us, Phil? Because I'm t- I was too young to really. I, I mean, I've seen you know some of the saves that he did make, especially that one against Pele. Uh, but do you have any personal memories that you can share with us? So, first of all, Lee, I can't believe you're so cheeky to think that I'm old enough <laughs> to remember Gordon Banks and goal at Leicester. I'm not that old. No, but, but you're older than me, so maybe you've got some better... Right, listen, <laughs> the fir- first keeper I remember at Leicester was Mark Wallington. I hope you've heard of him. He was a great keeper. He <laughs> came He came after... Sh- you set me off now. He came after Schiltz, who I didn't <laughs> see, another great keeper. But this all stemmed, Leicester's history of great keepers really stemmed from Gordon Banks, yes. who set the scene. I've, I've obviously seen plenty of his stuff on YouTube and videos. I've seen, of course, his save against Pelly. But he made, he, he did some tremendous stuff while he was at Leicester. He was in one of the best Leicester City sides there was up until recent days in that 60s team. Got to, um, obviously, the 69 Cup final, FA Cup final, which sadly we lost. And obviously yeah. was a Leicester player. Was that when 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 he uh, no it was Man City Man City okay um but he was a Leicester player when we won the World Cup in 1966 yeah so why the yeah. hell has Stoke got a a, tro- a a statue of him holding the World Cup outside their ground why why is it not out, outside ours if he was well, at Leicester when he won the World Cup it makes there's, sense yeah there's a, there's a few things isn't there Lee but, you know things like that what you know why is there no statue at Leicester of anybody yet so. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's something else. Gordon Banks, Gordon yeah. Banks, what a tremendous, tremendous guy! What a tremendous bloke! I think wasn't he? Influential, the goalkeeping in England football. I think England yeah. international. You know, so I mean, Leicester have been like you just said uh, since Gordon Banks. We've had some cracking goalkeepers over the years, uh, and I still think we've still got cracking goalkeepers now. To I, this day, Casper's cracking. I think yeah. he's. I think statistically, I think this season he's in, in high up there in the top five or six keepers in the in the Premier League. And Danny Ward looks really decent. Yeah, yeah. You definitely. know, I know. I feel a bit sorry. We haven't seen much of him. No. But like you say, it, like you started at the start. If Casper was to go, I think we've got a, a suitable replacement ready and waiting in Danny Ward. I think he'll be rubbing his hands if Casper goes. To be honest, I think he'll be uh, he'll sit straight straight in because whenever we have seen him in between the the posts, he's he's been outstanding. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, thank you for your time, Phil. Uh, make sure you listen to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes as well, and uh, follow Phil 
on 100% LCFC on Facebook and on Twitter. That's at 100LCFC. Follow me at Lee underscore Chappie. Thank you for listening and we shall see you on the next show. I think it will be Sunday morning with Jamie from Alcudia, the Fox's Arms, and then Phil's on Monday nights at half past eight. Right, Phil? That's right, Lee, yeah. Yeah, and myself still, at eight. Yeah, go on. I'm still fuming from you thinking I'm old enough to watch Gordon <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that. It's just the constant... Oh, it's old. <laughs> he loves this one. He's not going to let me go on this. No, no it's just the fact that you're a little bit older than me. You might have some more stories that you've heard of than I have because I've not... Be... Lee, my da- I've my... got to go, Lee. I've got to go and okay. get my pension. Right. I'll see right. you yeah. later. But listen... <laughs> so sorry, Phil. <laughs> Cheers for having me on, Phil. Cheers, and I'll, see... I'll yeah. speak to you soon. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.